You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Well, obviously that can only mean one thing. We got the Classic Car Show on the air on America's Web Radio, and we're glad to have you listening in. By the way, we finished up November. October was a record. November was even a bigger record. Uh, incredible. We had um, over 55,000 visits to our website. Wow. Uh, we're at over a half a million visitors for the year to our website, that, and that's visits. Uh, and we're at 5,800 and something gigabytes of bandwidth for the year. So That's a lot of bands. Hey, that's a lot of bands, and uh, all of them were marching bands. Uh, <laughs> And why? No, I just I didn't say <laughs> oh, that. that's great. Uh, but anyway, it's uh, you know, and um, you know, the classic car show does very well. And I want to thank people. We get some kidding every now about every now and then about it. Or, you know, I got a someone emailed me this year. Uh, why don't you shut up and let Jim and uh, Steve <laughs> do the show? You don't know what you're talking about, and, and I agree with. Them. I don't know what I'm talking about, but. I'm a warm body here, and I own the station, so I guess I can do what I want to. But anyway. Uh, hey, who's spitting your Cheerios yeah. this morning? No, no. I, I, I had my uh, I had my uh, Egg McMuffin or whatever oh, it is, hey, my those English are two for muffin. three bucks today. Well, yeah. actually, I didn't have an Egg McMuffin. I just oh, had an English muffin okay. at the house before I yeah. came in. So. Well, uh, but anyway, welcome hey. to America's Web yeah, Radio, yeah. Mr. Weber. Thank you, Mr. Moxley. And... and we're 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 a pair today. We're not a, a triumvirate or whatever, a triplet or whatever. Our boy is, uh, we hope, at Hershey, Pennsylvania. You know the other thing about him going up there. You know they're the in for some weather. I know. Bad I, I, stuff. I was really concerned about that, yeah. but he never called me back to say he wasn't going. Had you that. volunteered to go with him? Uh, no, I volunteered to do the radio show. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you know uh, that's that's a concern. I. Have you ever pulled a trailer in, in icy conditions? Oh, yes. yes. That is not – I mean, I don't like driving particularly in icy conditions. I don't mind it if I'm the only car on the road. It's all the other idiots that are aimed at me that I worry about. Yeah. But pulling a trailer, I that is real low on my top ten list. Well, and, and of course, he's going up 81, which is nasty. Yeah. That's uh, – the mountains and stuff in, in Virginia. So, but he's going to Hershey and uh, he's taking the Model T up to have the uh, upholstery redone on it. So, he's got a road trip, and uh, I I hope he's okay. I haven't called him. Uh, well, to, you know, when did he leave? Do you know? Well, let's see. I saw him Wednesday afternoon. I think it was. Oh, I have to tell you this. Romeo's, you know, retired yeah, old man yeah, meeting yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. We have that meeting on on Tuesday morning at the Marietta Diner, and that's the one where we usually get a hundred guys at least. The decibel rate's over a hundred in the <laughs> in the room, and 
Nobody can understand anybody except the ones that have the hearing aids on, right? Huh? <laughs> and then uh, it's Toys for Tots, so everybody will show up with toys this week. And they do nice things, and one of the waitresses is going to have a baby, so they pass the hat for her. And they, it's just it's a super place, and, and the food's good, and the service is great, and it's a bunch of old guys, and we get out of the house at 7 in the morning on Tuesdays. So he comes in late. And he is the best at work in a room because he knows everyone and everybody knows him. And he takes his cap off. And he's got the most beautiful hairdo. And we're all looking at him saying, wow, it's, it looks like he'd gone to Beverly Hills or Buckhead or, or you know, some fancy joint. And he says, oh, I go to Great Clips. And he says, it's X number of dollars, and if you buy five haircuts on a card, they get the six one free. No, you only get the you get half off. <laughs> oh, half off is that I, what I, it is? I, I get the same coof. Oh, do you? Or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah. Well, you need to go to the great clips he goes to because ah. he looks like he just walked out of the Beverly Hills coiffure parlor. Hey. <laughs> so he's waltzing around there having a good time. When did his wig fall off? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I did see the Thunderbird. Ah, and, how's it going? Um, it's stunning. It, it really is. And the, and the, he and the Smokey, the guy that did the top, really did a nice job on it. Did they, did they put a white top on the foam yes. green? Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I must say, and I'm not knocking Steve's car or Brenda's car as the case might be, I hate that color. Well. I And I hated it back then. You know, I can't think of one. The coral, the light blue, the foam green. I, I, I mean, I don't understand. Uh, of course, the black ones were very nice. Oh yeah, and I and I, I would never buy one, but I like the candy apple red. Mm-hmm. You know, I, red is not my choice of cars, but I always uh, thought a good looking red Thunderbird was yes the cat's meow. Uh, mm-hmm. A white fifty seven came to. Romeo on Tuesday, nice car. Oh, it, it, it's kind of, it wasn't a refrigerator white. It had a little cream in it. Hmm. Very stunning. Now, I, I tell you that my favorite white car of all with the red interior and, and the silver portion of the dashboard, mm-hmm. the vet. <laughs> About the 50, 55, 56. Yeah, and then the, and the, the yeah. side scoop in there in oh, red. Yeah. I, I could have an argument. Well, no, at uh, my well, age, yeah. I can't do that anyway. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, I. We have a defibrillator in the building. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, I, I, I love I agree. those cars. Oh. Single headlight, solid yeah, yeah, axle. Yeah. yeah. St- very European. And I, I just never understood the dual headlights. But and the, yeah, uh, the other thing went. was the uh, little balls on the door openers. Do you remember those? No. They, yeah, they they didn't have regular pull door. Oh, yeah, the, little, the sliding yeah, ball. Yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I do remember that. Yeah, and uh, I just thought my cousin had one, and uh, wow, I just I just thought that that was yeah, white with the red. Oh yeah, scallop, oh, yeah. and then black with silver was the other one I liked. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I wonder course, if I asked Santa Claus. Yeah. Yeah, well, you're going to have to find a real <laughs> sugar daddy's probably a better word for it than Santa Claus. I don't do that kind of stuff. Uh, just to me, that car and the split window Stingray Coupe. Yeah. 
Although I am starting to see, I've seen two C7s on the road, hmm. and they're they're unusual. Uh, they they really are. I'm I'm not quite ready for this styling on it, but yeah. I like it. They uh, on uh, Fox and Friends. I all the days run together, so I don't know which day it was. Uh, but they had the new. They had the president of Ford and the new uh, Ford Mustang on. Oh, did they? The twenty fifteen. Uh, yes. It's, uh, you know, I really pretty. Yes, really. They, they've pretty. done a nice job uh, on it, and they've. It, it's that's. It's fifty years old now. Yeah, don't tell me that. Oh, I yeah. had a sixty five Mustang. Did you? Yeah, yeah. But um, uh, it, you know, I, I looked at it at first, and I said, no. Nah, and then I looked at it again. I said, you know, really, they've done a phenomenal job of keeping the old yeah. and making it look new. They, it, uh, the, the Bullet, they've done a couple of versions of the Bullet Mustang, the green, yeah. which was a 68 or 9. Uh, I had a, I had the uh, just a regular coupe, uh, the Army green, dark green with black interior, uh, 65, that uh, uh, I had until – the divorce and so oh boy so much well, for that car but i, I, I think everybody's nice had a mustang in their family my mother had a 68 two-door yeah. hardtop nice sweet car my sister won a 67 in the wow. in the super bowl game whoa yeah <laughs> and uh, i drove it for a number of years when i first got over here good for you yeah. Uh, yeah well there's a lot of them in atlanta yeah yeah you see a bunch the um there have been two or three renditions of the bullet that have come out. and The last one was a couple of years ago, and I had a chance to buy one, and I really thought about it. And it was a low-mileage, like 5,000-mile car with no Holy nicks on the cow. side. The guy, the guy had to trade it for a truck because he, he had changed jobs. And I was in a dealership doing some training, and, uh, man, I came real close to buying that. You know... If a person had a 65 Mustang, um, I and I owned it until 69. I was four years old when I sold it. Um, but I never, I, and out in Lubbock, you know, we'd have, we never had rain. We had floods or we had drought, and that was, you know. Or blizzards. Or blizzards. And I never had a big problem with my 65, and, and yet I knew that the, it was awfully light in the tail end, but I just I never had a problem with it. Was it a fastback or a notchback? No, no it, was, it was just a regular coupe. and Notchback. Yeah. yeah. Uh. And um, so then I get over here, and I'm driving the 67, and that sucker, it was much lighter in the tail, and I had trouble, boy, in rain. Well, you didn't drive it in snow of any kind, period. And wow. even in rain, it would have trouble. Mud or anything like that, uh, yeah. it it had pro it had huh. real traction problems. Wow! And uh, it, it was it was amazing to me the difference in the sixty five yeah. and the uh, I said sixty seven sixty nine. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. And uh, uh, you know, just I, it was amazing the 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 difference. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what they had done. Like Both the of them were automatics. Yeah. And, uh, I like the earliest ones first, the, the 65, four and a half. I hate to admit, my 65 was pretty, 
pretty stripped. Had had uh, roll-up windows. What was it? A, a stick? Six. No, no, no. It, it was an automatic. But uh, Did you got a six or an eight? It was an eight. Okay. Yeah, V eight, but it uh, st- it only had roll-up windows, and, that was, <laughs> and oh, I had to put an air conditioner in it. Wow. It came without an air, without air. Yeah. But it, it was your try. I paid twenty five hundred for it. Yeah. And I'd like to get about thirty thousand for it today. Well, if you still had it. If I still. <laughs> details, yeah. man, details. Well, the fastbacks are the ones that are hard to get now. Yeah. You know, it's funny, and I and I guess it's because I'm funny or weird, not, not hysterical, but I really, the fastbacks were okay, but I really liked my little, you know, straight back window. And, the notch back, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I really liked it. I preferred it over... And then, you know, everybody back then, 65, 66, you had the, um, everybody came out with their fastback rendition of some sort, the Barracacuda, and, uh, uh, you know, all of them. And I just. uh, The one with the world's largest back window. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So. Well, hey, we've we've all got a warm spot in our heart for one of those cars. I mean, how can you not. Pass by a Mustang or even a Barracuda if you're a Chrysler guy. Yeah, you know or the Camaro. It's sort Camaros. of like a, uh, like we talk now. I, you know, I would not buy a Chevy with your money today, just because I don't care about a government motor corporation. But I have seen, you know, their their new um, what the Camaros that they got coming out. And, yeah, and well, they're so, out now. Uh, yeah. Nice. I mean, they look. I, I like the style and all that. I wouldn't buy one because I don't agree with. I don't have that philosophy. But uh, they are nice looking cars. Well, the, uh, the the Corvette's probably the only one I'd look at. And it's really when you think about it, government motors. Uh, they're they're big in China. They they build a and sell a lot of Korean-built pro- product in the U.S. at badged. So w- w- what percentage of General Motors cars are even built in America anymore? I, uh, aren't a lot built in Mexico as well? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Too. What, what, you're going to break me? I'm going to break you. We'll oh, be my. back right after this. This is Michael Gano with Insight to Israel. Every day, the Israeli Defense Force finds itself on the front line of the war with the militant arm of Islam. Surrounded by enemies from within and without, they fight for the only Jewish state. Military service is mandatory, ladies serving two years and men serving three right out of high school. While young people in other democracies are busy traveling or attending university, Israeli men and women gear up for basic training. In a world of heads of state, politicians, ambassadors, diplomats, and a leftist media, many times our voice at the grassroots level is drowned out. So we started an ongoing project called Hershey's for Heroes. Patriot conservatives from all over the U.S. are sending Hershey's chocolate bars with a note of thanks for defending Israel. Won't you join us by sending a sweet message to the IDF? For information, please see my Facebook page at Michael Gano. Thank you, God bless Patriot conservatives, and God bless Israel in her struggle for sovereignty and security. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. 
You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Hi, this is Kate Copsey, inviting you to listen year-round to America's Homegrown Veggie Show every Saturday at 10 a.m. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show. And, Joe, I I, uh, certainly appreciate and want to turn it over to you because I think you had a little something you wanted to say. Today's Pearl Harbor Day. That it is. uh, I I think we should never forget those folks. And today's the day that we recognize them and and all the veterans, everybody that's – not only served in the military, but in combat. And, uh, of course, we're losing a lot of our World oh, War II vets. It's just going to happen. <laughs> um, and, of course, Pearl Harbor was the start of World War II. For uh, us. For us, yes. Yes, that's correct. For the Europeans, it was earlier. But uh, I think, uh, you know, those those folks need to be remembered, um, especially the Arizona and the Shrine out there. and your son served out in, in in Hawaii for a while. Well, he, 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 that's still his base. Is uh, it still his base? Yeah. Uh, okay. And has he been out to the Arizona? Yeah. To, yeah. To we, we, uh, oh, we you were, went. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He uh, he'll be by, back going. I'm not putting the sentence together well. He'll be back in Hawaii uh, sometime next year, and he'll get there in time for another deployment. Actually. Wow. Uh, but, um, you know, I would say, and, and there have been many books, many movies done about uh, about the attack uh, of Pearl Harbor. And I, I, my first war was really Vietnam. And, uh, you know, I love history. I've, I've read about Pearl Harbor and, and uh, World War II. And we even studied it in school, heaven forbid. Oh, we did too. Um, but it was, I don't want to say an amazing time, but the there were so many families sacrificed. Um, and, I, you know, something that I wrote, a lady on Facebook said something the other day, and I wrote her back. Her, her husband had been in the military for 23 years, and I said, you know, thank him for his service and i also thank you for your service while he was deployed and wives are many times overlooked yes and they boy they and particularly in world war ii many of them got jobs uh well, um, rosie the riveter yeah exactly yeah. and so i you know it's hats off to everybody as far as i'm concerned i i, I agree with you 100 percent, and uh that's uh if I know it's not easy to get to Hawaii. I have never been there, and of course, I've been just everywhere in the U.S. But uh, it's it's a trip well, people should take if they can. And when they're in Hawaii, they need to go out and see that because they don't realize what it was like back then. We forget that stuff. Actually, interestingly enough, um, they've certainly, obviously, over the years made changes at Hickam Air Force Base. That, yeah. That's the one that's always seen in all the movies, that, yep. you know, where the yes. zeros are yep. shooting at our uh, planes on the tarmac. Um, interestingly enough, they had the huge Quonsi Hut hangars 
back then. Mm-hmm. And uh, they still got them. Do they? And uh, wow. what they've done, uh, I can't go into a lot of detail, but in, in some of the cases, they've taken, these, these things were massive. Yes. I mean, yes. huge. And so they've basically inserted buildings into them. Wow. And uh, you still have on the outside, it's like, you know, like the, the arch. Quonset hut, yeah. But on, when you really take the second look, there's a whole rectangular square building or whatever you want they, to say that they, they built inside them. And, so, and um, well, it's know, a neat it, base. Yeah, when you figure Pearl Harbor, Brooksfield, Hickam, Schofield Barracks, I mean, it's, it's quite yeah. a military installation out there in Hawaii. But anyway, I wanted to mention that. Uh, the other thing is we've talked about the great race on the air, and I hope we hear from the, the school in Pennsylvania again because we'd like to support them. For our listeners, the great race runs from Maine to Florida, and it's June 21st to 29th, 2014. And it's a time-speed endurance rally for vintage cars. So it's, it's, it's neat. Um, something to think about anywhere on the East Coast just stopping. I mean, I, I can remember 20 years ago being in Dallas when the great race came through, and I can remember when it came through in Michigan, and I, I, I would stop and see the cars when they made their stop at night. and uh, It was a lot of fun. And speaking about that, there was a new speed record set recently uh, for a coast-to-coast run, and it happened to be with a Model A Ford. Ah. <laughs> it was for pre-war car across America. And two gentlemen from Australia, I believe, uh, Rod Wade and Michael Flanders, established a new world record for driving a pre-war car across the United States with their 1930 Model A Ford traversing from New York to Los Angeles in 50 hours and 23 minutes. Now think about that, David. Isn't that cool? For 3,000 miles. And this is their second attempt. Apparently the crankshaft had broken on the first one. And they they started in Staten Island at at, uh, one minute after... Midnight on Friday, the 22nd of November, with the aim of reaching Venice Fishing Pier in around 60 hours, huh. giving an estimated time of arrival on Sunday morning, the 24th. Well, they they set the record in 50 hours. And I, I don't know what, you know, you always heard about the cannonball run and everything, and I, I distinctly remember Dan Gurney and I believe it was Brock Yates in uh, Kirk White's Ferrari Daytona Coupe did it in like 33 hours, of course, at illegal speeds and stuff. But I don't think the Model (laughs) A can break any speed limit except maybe one that's 25 miles an hour. Downhill. Downhill, yeah, and (laughs) with a tailwind. Um, I had a 1930 Model A sedan two-door, and 50 was about the cruising speed, and, of course, I only drove it on uh, two-lane highways. I never drove it on the interstate. I missed that car, by the way. And, of course, Steve's got a 1930 Model A sedan two-door also. And he's, boy, I think he's kept that car longer than about anything except his MGTD. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, I'm just trying to think. He got that in about 1994 because... 
I detailed it for him, and that happened to be, oh, man, help me along here, 94. So that's almost 20 years. So good. And he's had his TD longer than that. Of course, that's how he met Brenda, was in the TD. Uh, just a couple notes on this on these folks. It's a sedan two-door that they drove across the country. And uh, they apparently had a great time. Sports Car Digest has an excellent article on it. And I'm not going to read the whole article, but it, they've done a great job of recapping the whole thing, interviewing the guys. And there's another website that's mentioned, and it's the website, the original website is called Sports Car Digest. And the other website that gives all the information on this Ocean to Ocean Challenge is vintageadventurer.com. That's V-I-N-T-A-G-E-A-D-V-E-N-T-U-R-E-R.com. And it's really a neat deal, a lot of pictures, but a Model A Ford. Think about that. It's just it's amazing. Here's an old four-cylinder with a, about a 27-ton flywheel. <laughs> and no, no turn signal. Yeah. Ge- you know, Are you straight from the uh, Obama administration on that 27-ton flywheel? No, no. No, <laughs> no it's 27 pounds. Oh, pounds. <laughs> I'm just, I, I am exaggerating a little bit. And there's quite a cult of Model A enthusiasts and well, there should be. And there's two there's two clubs in the U.S. The one I I'm familiar with is the Model A Restorers Club, and that's and then there's one that's based on the West Coast. But you see them a lot. We were up in Asheville, North Carolina, in May, and they were doing a tour of the Biltmore Estate with their Model As. And I remember an article or two articles in Road and Track magazine which, of course, usually appeals to foreign cars and upper-end stuff. But Peter Egan at the time and his friend had done a trip in a Model A Ford, and uh, it took two issues to write the article because it <laughs> took them a while to drive it. But they talk about, you know, they had a, an issue, I don't know whether it was a generator or a carburetor or what, in some small town in Arkansas or somewhere in the Midwest, and the car broke down. Well, they went into a gas station, and a guy said, well, yeah, there's old Joe or somebody out in the country somewhere, and he's got a whole bunch of Model A's. And the guy comes into town and fixes the car for him or with them, and off they go again. And it's just this this group or gathering of, of Model A people. And here in Atlanta, there's an incredibly nice group of uh, Model A folks, and I've had the uh, privilege of, you know, going to some of their events and meeting them, and they really support uh, the other owners, and they're always willing to help, and of course, a lot of these cars need to be restored, and some of them even need to be re-restored, and uh, they do a great job, and the support, and of course, they know some improvements in the vehicle that... uh, actually help the drivability of it. Uh, I'm not quite sure I'd be swapping transmissions and things like that, but I know Steve has a couple of improvements in his that uh, have made quite a difference. 
and he uses his a lot. The uh, neat thing about him, of course, is there's so many of them around to support the group. And outside of that, Mr. Moxley, have you ever owned a Model A Ford? No, no. I, you know, I, I've just never, quite frankly, been in a position to uh, either putting kids through school or having a, having a bunch of kids, uh, at, you know. And, <laughs> that, uh, uh, it uh, it, it kind of crimps your style. Uh, that's a very nice way to put it. Yeah, yes. well, uh, and, anyway. and garage space. Uh, this yeah. is something that, uh, in my opinion, if you have one, uh, you need to be like Steve, have two humongous garages and uh, right. be able to uh, store it appropriately. And the other thing is an understanding wife. <laughs> yeah. That well. is the most important thing. Um. But, <laughs> but they're fun to drive, and, of course, uh, you know, they're all over. You, you, you can find them. They're reasonably priced. They're simple to work on. And I remember as a kid growing up, a friend of my parents always said, get yourself a Model A and you can learn everything about a car you'll ever need to know. You know, talking about the, well, we need to take a break. Oh, you're going to break me again? We're breaking again. Okay. We're slamming on the brakes, and we'll be back right after this. Uh, Cook Immigration Partners is your passport through the immigration maze. Whether it's help with e-verify in your business or help in how to document a new employee under the new I-9 rules or if you marry a foreign national, Cook Immigration Partners is your best choice for a legal advocate. Call us today at 866-286-6200. That's 866-286-6200. Or visit us on the web at www.immigration.net. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. Are you into classic cars? Do you own a classic car? If so, you need to know J.C. Taylor Insurance, the absolute best place in the country for classic car insurance. They own classic cars, they support the industry, and have the best prices bar none. Go to jctaylor.com, get a quote, and tell them you heard about them on Radio Sandy Springs. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show, and, uh, you know, we were just talking about Steve and Brenda behind their bike, and, you know, I know Steve's not going to download this. He doesn't know how to anyway, so uh, <laughs> I don't worry about him ever hearing this, but I do envy him, and and uh, and, and he's got a great wife, Brenda, and uh, they share the hobby. I, I think it's fascinating. I can't see me ever doing it particularly, but they dress up period uh, dressing and all of this kind of stuff exactly and they uh, go on the tours yeah and they drive the cars they don't just polish them and say don't touch it and they tow and they meet other people and they interact with them but brenda puts together these tour books with the pictures not of the cars only but the people and the places they go and the things they see, whether it's historic significance, you know, most of this stuff is totally non-automotive related. And then they've been they've been to schools and shown the cars, you know, to the youngsters in the schools because a lot of these little kids have no idea. 
Well, you know, earlier in the show we were talking about, uh, I mentioned the new Mustang and stuff that has lines that looks like something new. And uh, But we were talking, what, last week, I guess, about I can't tell one car from the exactly. other today. They're, yeah. I mean, they're all. I can't either. And, and it was neat. The classic car, some of the the models back, God, in the. Yeah. In the turn at the turn of the twentieth century, the the cars were just incredible. The, and then in the twenties and and even into the thirties. Well, and the significance in the fifties when you when you figure post war. Oh yeah, oh yeah. The just, styling was was unique for for all of the the different uh, vehicle manufacturers, whether it be Chrysler or or Ford or Chevy or the ones that went away, like Pack Studebaker, Packard, and Fraser Nash, Hudson and Hudson, yeah. Uh, yeah, but it was amazing. American yeah. Motors, there's another one that went away. Yeah, yeah. Where they were absorbed. A um, couple of other things. I found a website that if you are if you like sports cars or imported cars and you're kind of a car junkie of the 50s, 60s, 70s sports cars, call, the website's called Petrolicious. Hmm. P-E-T-R-O. L-I-C-I-O-U-S, and it's kind of a takeoff on delicious, only mm-hmm. it's petrolicious. And they have some neat videos, and they talk about a lot of fun things to do with cars. And then there's another website called Mega Deluxe. Now, this is more motorcycle-oriented, but it comes out two or three times a week, hmm. and it's another great website. So I, I enjoy both of them, and of course everything has been blown up out of proportion about this whole incident with the Fast and Furious actor dying and the Porsche 918, and, and so it's kind of tragic that somebody's died, but man, I'll tell you, it's just between that and Obamacare, that's all you hear on the news this week. <laughs> um, well, there was one other little incident in, in uh, South Africa that you heard a little bit of stuff about. But, well, yes, Nelson uh, Mandela. Yeah. You but, know, uh, I, uh, I, there's another couple of uh, websites I, I do frequent. One is called Auto Extremist, and the other is called Auto Blog. Now, back when I was in the PR end of the automobile business, and we would hold our press events to announce a new model. Of course, you always invited the publications, the Motor Trend, the Car and Driver, the Road and Track, uh, that type of thing that promoted new cars and did road tests. Well, today, not only are they declining, but now you've got this whole new crop of websites that people go to and frequent and autoblogs one uh subcompact cultures another and another one is car scoop but those journalists are now frequenting these press events too which is a good thing i I think it is and there's some special websites that pertain to people that like minivans or 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 for that appeal to women as to what they need and and what would help them with an automobile in a buying decision. Um, Wall Street Journal recently had an article, David, that surprised me about the uh, demise of the car salesperson. 
that so many people today are so informed because of the Internet when they buy a car that they really do most of the transaction over the Internet with the individual in the dealership. So there's, there seems to be more Internet managers than there are car salespeople, exactly. And uh, it's kind of a concierge business now. Hmm. So surprisingly enough, it uh, is happening and the business is changing. Now, let me ask you a question, sir. Um, if you were to buy a car today, what would you do? What? what? what would, yeah, if, I, if you said, I'm going to go buy a car today, what would you do? I know you just bought one from Steve, <laughs> the used um, car salesman, but have you ever thought about that? Would you go to a dealership or would you go on the Internet first? I, I, I would probably go on the Internet first. Yeah. Um, uh, that's the transition and, today. And, you know, as stupid as this sounds, but it relates exactly. By, you know, I'm not going to be buying a Ferrari. I'm not going to be buying a, a Jaguar. Right. And so uh, I would fall into the, the – I'm not going to buy one of those little – Many things or whatever. <laughs> um, we were we were talking about colors of, of the whites and all this. Uh, right. a few there, I saw something the other day that I wouldn't have the stupid little mini to begin with. <laughs> Here we go. But that was the ugliest color I have ever seen in my life on a car. They must have. They had to have given it to the person and paid her a bonus to take it off the lot. You know, it was so ugly. But back to your question, and you and Steve both have talked about this. If you're looking at Toyota or Hyundai or Honda or, you know, for all practical purposes, they're pretty close to the same cars. Uh, you know, there may be some few exceptions. So I would look. I would probably put it in several criteria that, you know, I don't want something that looks like the dog's butt, but at the same token, <laughs> they all basically look the same. Uh, the next thing is, is um, you know, comfort and whatever whatever's written about them, I would read. Sure. Uh, and, and most of them, though, have approximately the same warranty. There's a dealer here that gives... Instead of a hundred thousand, they give a two hundred thousand mile warranty for whatever reason. So, and and this sounds terrible, but we're we're basically a two car family now. And when you take a car in, it's a pain in the ass. Uh, no matter what you're doing, even if you're getting the oil changed. And so, I look at convenience. Where yeah. where's the dealer that's you know one of yeah. the more convenient dealers to me? That I don't have to drive across town. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. So, you know, I'm going to look for comfort. I'm going to look at cost. And you can find all of this basically online to a yeah. degree. And, and then we, go test drive it. And fuel economy, of course, is and, obviously sure, sure. Another, uh, another aspect of that. Yeah, it, it, the buyers have changed today. There, there's no brand loyalty. You remember when you grew up, oh, you were a Chevy family or you were you a Ford You didn't family. own a Ford in my family. In <laughs> fact, you didn't own a Chevy in my family until I came along. It was Chrysler, Chrysler, or Chrysler until my mother got her first Continental. Oh, wow. And then, then uh, but a Continental back then wasn't a Ford. It was a Continental. Yes, it was a Lincoln. Yes. yes. But, uh, yeah. 
you know, it, uh, it, things change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the whole buying thing. And, and the other thing today with the Internet, you've got Kelly Blue Book and you've got Edmonds, and you can go to them, and you pretty much know what your car's worth and what a dealer's going to offer you for it if you go to trade it in there. Mm-hmm. There's there's no question, and then I, you know I must the, say I I hate and I hated playing games at dealerships uh, yeah, when you'd go to buy a car. Yeah, it's 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 a root canal's more fun. Yeah, close. a lot of people. It it, it really is. In, unless I'm finding when you get into the high line, people are more. Uh, I guess polished in how they handle the transactions but that that's neither here nor there i i I was just curious as to uh you know what your perception was today of of going out and buying a car i i was fortunate many years ago um uh, to be able i probably couldn't afford it then but i thought i could to buy a new mercedes and uh, a three the one i had that forever and ever yes the Uh, yeah and uh you know, it, it felt good, and they made you feel gooder about buying it, you know? <laughs> yes. And uh, you, you were treated like, you know, and I guess they still do. When the, if you go in and spend eighty, ninety thousand 90000 bucks on a car, 100000 on a car, I'm sure they, they pat you on the butt a couple of times. Uh, fortunately, I've sort of outgrown that, I guess. I don't need it. Uh, I would never have thought of, of buying Steve's car many years ago. I always had new cars. I always liked to get it in the back as I drove it off the off the lot and say, "Well, I just wasted three thousand bucks or four thousand right. bucks." Right. But you change, and uh, yeah. I've changed, and my attitude has changed. Well, and 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 the millennials look at it completely different. I'm talking about like the 18 to 25 yeah. or, or, or 20 to 30 in there. Their whole thing is is completely different, their perception of buying a vehicle too. In fact, a lot of them don't own a car. And, and we go back to this where uh, they play with their Xbox and, and do stuff like that. And, and some of them don't even get a driver's license until they're 18. And the biggest problem there is a lot of them are – Texting and doing stuff while they're driving. I uh, I ran into somebody with a three series BMW the other day going down the street reading papers in the front of the steering wheel. <laughs> yeah, on, on four hundred on our on our multi lane highway. So, boy, I got on that soapbox, didn't I? <laughs> you know, I have a very very I'm very blessed to have a very close friend. Uh, that he and I talk probably more than women talk, I guess. But well, we just—he's—he's uh, a, he's a good. I met him in the, in the military. We're from the almost from the same place. He dated the girl that lived next door to my aunt. And it's a long story, wow. but we've been friends since uh, 1970. And met good on the you. met on the on the steps at Fort Ord going into the barracks. Huh? <laughs> Anyway, a long story, but he and I were talking, and he gets concerned about me because I, you know, I've lived in a smaller town and then Atlanta, basically. I've driven in, you know, Dallas and a, a number of other cities, but Atlanta has to have the worst drivers in 
in the world. I I, I can't believe them, you know. I, it just and I'll be on the phone to Dan or something talking and and said, so, you know, you're not going to believe this. And I was at uh, I went to Costco the other day. And I'm waiting on this lady. She's put all of her stuff in the in the back of her car. She's through. She's taking her basket back. Gets in the car. See the lights go on and off and on and off. And uh, finally she gets out of her car. And I roll down my window. And I said, ma'am, are you leaving? And she has a kid in her hand. And she says, well, yeah, but I've got a baby. I didn't quite understand that comment. She's holding a kid. Yeah. My wife's had five kids. You know, you get through shopping, you put the kid in the car seat, and you drive off. Yeah. This lady was, I've got a kid, so that's why she's not giving up her parking place in a, in a full parking lot. And I'm trying to figure out what does one have to do with the other. And, uh, you know, but it's in, in signals, as you've mentioned Many, many times. Uh, turn signals are not used in Atlanta, Georgia. Slow. It's the slow. You know something's going to happen when they start <laughs> slowing down. That's your clue. Oh, boy. Yeah, I think we ought to take a break. We, we will. Decompress. <laughs> okay, we'll be back right after this. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Hello, I'm Steve Gross. I'm the host of The Gross Reality, and we're a show that every week talks about ways to run your business better, ways to uh, improve technology that you're using to make more profits and keep your costs down. We're always looking out for you and looking out for ways to make your business more successful. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to you every Wednesday afternoon on The Gross Reality. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. And we're back. I, You know, I will tell you the story. Because I did have a good experience at Kroger's, one of our local grocery store chains. Um, uh, I happen to like, and I don't eat a bunch of it, but I just like it. Grew up on it, Velveeta cheese. Well, they make a, a Velveeta Mexican cheese that has jalapenos in it and stuff. Whoa. And, uh, you know, on a piece of toast or this or that. And, and it makes a fantastic uh, dip if you put some beans with it. But anyway, uh, my local Kroger's has not had it since before Thanksgiving. Wow. And I, I asked the cheese department man, well, we just can't get it. We put it in the order, but they just can't. So finally yesterday, I, I went to the uh, courtesy counter and, and asked, you know, I went online. Has Kraft gone out of business and not making Velveeta cheese with Mexican cheese? And everybody else has it. So I went to the courtesy counter, and he said, well, let me get the head honcho down here. And, uh, you know, I was expecting a runner, basically, but the, the manager of the store, a lady, very, was extremely nice to me. And 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 uh, said, you know, I'll check on it and I'll call you and and find out. 
So I'm checking out, and she comes up to me, and she says, well, for some reason the warehouse just has not been shipping it to us, but as soon as I get it, and I'll put in a special order, and I'll call you. And she said, well, why don't you uh, go get a box of the of the Kroger's brand uh, Velveeta, or that cheese with the equivalent yeah. sort of. And I said, you know, I, I really appreciate that, but one, I've tried it, and I don't care for it. But the other thing is, you know, I, I didn't stop and ask because of it or want anything out of it. I just was curious when you're going to have it in in stock again. And uh, she was just extremely nice. And yes. and I just, you know, because you go a lot of places that they're not extremely nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was in the mall with my wife the other day, and it's like a, a clerk was very rude, and I, it's like, what did I do to you? I'm just in your store to buy something. Hey, that's a segue for me. Good. Um, Street Rider, car magazine. I get it. For some reason, I've got the February 2014 issue already, and what is it? It's December 7th. Well, they wanted to get to you, but they know how but, old you are, and you might not be around right. to read it. You know? <laughs> they, they have a tech article every once in a while, and the tech article this time is Media Blasting. And the title is Blast with Both Barrels, the do-it-yourself way to bare metal. And and I've been reading it, and it's pretty much they talk about Eastwood, and they've got two blast tanks, and, and they talk about how to media blast a car and whether you use sand or soda or, or particles and how to hook up your compressor. But it's probably one of the best articles I've seen for a do-it-yourselfer to media blast a car. So if any of our listeners are interested in this, I would suggest that they check their newsstand, not now, but probably by the end of the month, and see if the February Street Rider is out. Yeah, in doing that, have you ever used the silicon balls? Weren't they silicon? Or well, what? there's plastic. There's there's so many different ones. Um, no, I haven't. I, I I must profess that the only thing that was invented when I did a lot of blasting was sand yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and they haven't done the pellets or the walnut shells or the soda or any of that stuff back then when I huh. did that and I, I really don't like sand because it's too destructive and, yeah. it's, and it can warp flat panels so but I like this blast with both barrels and it's an interesting article I'm not going to read it but it and it, it features Eastwood products but it's Street Rotter, and it's a very good article for a neophyte. It's a very good article for somebody with experience that wants some enlightenment. And I, uh, I'm a big proponent of it. Some people like to dip. The problem is when you dip a body today is where you find a place to dip it. You know, I, I started to say, uh, back in my our day, really, the yes. 60s were basically our day. Yes, and 70s. Yeah, early for me, or it was I early 70s. I can't remember back that far. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, you could, a do-it-yourselfer could do it themselves, basically. Yes, yes. Even if it meant doing it in your garage, your own garage, 
even if it meant maybe renting the equipment or in, in some cases buying the equipment. Right. But it's gotten so crazy today, I don't know unless, I mean, you have to be a very rich person with a very, and live off the road a good piece and to be able to even do it in your home and not have a neighbor yeah. turning yeah. you in for doing something or, yes. and it, it's, it's, you know, and it's, well, I'm sorry, but it's a shame because I, I think all of this is good lessons. You know? the, but the, th- the thing today is with a lot of this stuff is the recovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And reco- oh, yeah. yeah. And there are, there are places where you can go and blast your own car in a blast booth, but the, it's just the logistics of doing it and hauling the thing over and hauling it home. And, and, uh, and it I, ain't free? I, no, and I, I know a lot of guys that, that chemically strip their car, whether they have it dipped, but you got to take everything out. I mean, the oh, yeah. I mean, is, and if there's any aluminum panels, they have to come off. The upholstery doesn't go through well. well nothing in the does. <laughs> it's, you just have to basically take the bare metal. Um, there's some guys throughout the country that are specialists that know how to do it and don't warp panels, and they, they know which media to use. And that, to me, is always a good uh, to find them, seek them out when you go to a, a, a car event and, and ask some people. But that's important. Uh, and for the, the do-it-yourselfer, this would be a good article to read. I mean, you just said something sort of hit a nerve, I guess, of sorts. Uh, no, no, not bad. Just um, – are cars, in your opinion, are cars as important today as they were in the 60s no, and 70s? No, 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 no. Today it's an air, it's like an aerosol can. You, you need it, you use it, and then it's, you're done with it. It's transportation. That's it. The, uh, unless, there, you know, there's a certain group that, that tuners – is what I call them. That that's the new generation of, of people that play, but they, they they normally play with Japanese cars, Toyotas and Hondas. Well, I, I, uh, that brings up another question: uh, Can you tune a new car today? I mean, it has a chip in it that does it as you're driving down the road, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the the and Steve is is much more technically adept than I am, but it, it's difficult. Uh, you need a laptop, I mean, and you basically need to know the electronics of it. Uh, certain race cars, and there are guys that sell chips for BMWs and Porsches and, and uh, things like that, and Chevys. I mean, uh, anything with a computer, and you, you go into the DME and change it. I... Uh, I, I really think today's cars are pretty much disposable. When you're through with them, you discard them, and, and when they're worn out, they're gone. They're, they're recycled. BMW is on a big recycle program in Germany. Hmm. Um, it, it's certainly a uh, topic for discussion when Steve's here that we can talk about it. But to me, it's uh, man. I still like carburetors. And, <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, and, I, and fuel pumps, and uh, I can't remember the last time I looked under the hood and knew what it was. Yeah. Well, and, yeah, and the know. beautiful thing about it today is these cars are so fuel efficient. 
they burn clean. I mean, it's the old joke is Ford's got the car that the air that goes into the intake system is dirtier than what comes out the tailpipe. You know, <laughs> so you'll, you'll love this. And I've done it. I guess this was maybe my second, maybe the third time that it's happened. And I, I the first time I, I can remember and I knew exactly when and where. This time it just happened and I don't have a clue. And that was that I got one of these like plastic carry-out bag things on my catalytic converter. Oh, man. And, oh. you know, no matter when you stop, where you stop, it smells like your car's on fire, you know? Yep. Yep. And uh, until it finally burns away. Yeah. But uh, it's it's not a pleasant thing. Well, but the cars work better. They, they, they do. Hey, I, 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 I've got something neat to talk about. Okay, we got about a minute and a half. Okay. Key fobs. Remember? Yeah, 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 yeah. sure. There's a guy in England that sells worldwide that make it's classic leather fobs is his email address. Huh. I just got one for my daughter, and I would love to have a pair of shoes made out of this. It's all done by hand. He's got a wow. website. It's a cottage industry in England. They get it to you. You can still order for Christmas, but the website is Classic Leather Fobs. I have nothing to do with the guy. He, he runs a small little cottage business, but this is something that's quality. And I remember as a kid, because we used to, when I worked in the car dealerships, the import car stores, we always sold leather fobs with the emblems on them for the sure, cars. Sure, sure. Yeah. And and some of them are gifts. So, it, it, but just, it, you don't realize there's still people today that do this. How long did it take you to quit smelling it before you put it back in the box? Um, oh, it was gorgeous. I'd love to have a pair of shoes. It was... Um, the leather was London tan, I think. Mm. Yeah. And the emblem's a cloisonne you, emblem. You tell me that you didn't sniff it. <laughs> I didn't need to. It, it was that when you open the box, you can smell the leather. It's mm. like opening up a Connolly leather. It's not Connolly leather. But this guy goes all over the U.K. to find his leather. Well, Jim, thank you for coming in. Oh, we're going to put the plug in the jug? The plug is being put in the jug as we speak. We'll be back next week on the Classic Car Show. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for more. The uh, America's Homegrown Veggie Show, Master Gardener Show, and uh, many more coming your way on America's Web Radio. 